0: Julie (laughs) oh I can't hear you (laughs) hi oh hey hey what's going on is your microphone not working (laughs) I hate you (laughs) that was the best as soon as Julie put a bunch of food in her mouth then she's like give me a minute and she puts food in her mouth and I'm like oh my gosh hurry and I hit the record button and it does the countdown five, four, three. 'cuz usually you're so perky and happy when you come on. Don't choke though, that would be really bad.
1: Okay. You would go to hell for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling spicy. Let me bring it down a little.
0: I like that. Okay. It's just
1: that hey. I shoved all this chicken in because I'm busy. I wonder
0: I was what that was. To eat really fast. Yeah, chicken. Okay, it was a lot of chicken. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was. Did you want to talk about that?
0: <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Julie.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Live <laughs> ADHD. Episode, Episode 17.
0: 17. Look at that. We said it the same you time. Know what? I was thinking mm-hmm. about this. Were you born when I was 17? I, that was the year 1987.
1: No, I'm 1990.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's a trip. No. I was a junior in high school, had a flowing head of hair. A very high forehead though. And I used to think that was a fun thing. I would lift my hair up and show people how high it was. And we'd all get a laugh. I had no idea that that was literally male pattern baldness two years away. And that led to some of my rejection sensitivity. Love it. Yeah.
1: Tracks. So me and my family, we all have high foreheads. And it's one of those Uh, things that I've just, I just, I don't love it to be (laughs) honest, but it is. And it's, it is, you know, and it's okay. I don't love it.
0: That is, I haven't really thought a lot about what that would feel like to be a girl with a higher forehead, because I have a five head or a six head, to be honest with you, before I lost all my hair. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Yeah, and
1: well. I, ha- I have really good hair, right? Uh-huh. Like, I have yeah. good, thick, strong hair that grows fast, so I can't complain about that. It's not like I'm going to lose my hair. Like, some people have to. <laughs> okay, is but, that getting back at um, me for the I chicken
0: just, incident? Is that what that is? No,
1: no, no. <laughs> I, would, I would never. But yes, I have a high forehead. We don't need to talk more about that. <laughs> okay. Eating chicken, high forehead, just happy to be here
0: welcome aboard episode 17 and we're going to continue with our quotes from adhd 2.0 because we had a lot of fun with that last week and there are a lot of additional quotes and i think we've been pretty good about being pretty open and transparent on this podcast so the other reason is because we didn't really plan anything for today's episode <laughs> and we didn't finish all the quotes last week so here we are
1: <laughs> here we are right? we love yeah. it it works yeah. for us yep yeah make it happen
0: but yep i'm excited so are you ready to dive right in Absolutely. Hey, and I will say, though, we got a couple of emails this last week with some suggestions for episodes. And so mm-hmm. we love your emails and you can get a hold of us. Yes. Either one of us. I'm at info or contact at Tony Julie, where do people find you? Because we want your feedback.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my email is weird right now. It's not as professional sounding, but probably the one you want to send it to is, you know what, actually just message me through my website. That's the easiest, julieleespeaks.com. Just the contact. You can send me a message. Come straight to my email. Yep, julieleespeaks.com. Yep, I'll get it right away.
0: I love it. Okay, so first uh, quote today, and this is again pulling from the book ADHD 2.0, The New Science and Essential Strategies for Thriving with Distraction from Childhood Through Adulthood by doctors Hollowell and Rittay. The quote is, they, meaning us, they think along unusual lines and feel a persistent drive to build, develop, or create something, anything from a business to a boat to a book to a balustrade. It's like an omnipresent itch to make something. If that itch goes unscratched, we tend to feel listless or depressed, unmotivated, and at sea. If we pour our energies into something that is beneath our creative abilities, we tend to lose interest. Remember, boredom equals kryptonite, And if we find ourselves in a job that doesn't draw on that creative strength, but instead demands a skill set we just don't have, we will falter and we'll feel the crush of that defeat harder than others do. I think that whole quote we could break down for the entire episode. Do you want to take a a swing at it first? Because I mean, I'll I'll dig into the end because I I spent 10 years in a career that is exactly the end of that. So, what stands out to you about that quote?
1: That last phrase,
0: that last phrase,
1: we will falter. We will falter and we'll feel the crush of that defeat harder than others do. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Just the deep feelings that come, the swing that can come with feeling such creativity and then feeling so incredibly defeated when we can't just do it and get it done the way we see other people's do. Because I think in general, hopefully we do feel that I I can do big things. I know yeah. I do. I think you do. Oh, all the time. All, every one of those created. things they
0: talked about. I want to write the book. I'll build a boat. Why not? We've started many Absolutely. businesses. I'm not sure what a balustrade is, but why, let's. I'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you 100%. Let's Google it. Yeah. Well, like okay. All we need is to Google it and we'll yeah. really be golden. Then we'll do it. We can
0: do that. Because yeah. we
1: can do it. <laughs> and, so I, and I love that. I love it so much. There's such a confidence there that I think is so powerful. I just love it. I don't want that to ever not to be with me and with other people with ADHD. That, but that phrase of we'll feel the crush of that defeat harder than others do is so been my experience that there is the flip side of that. I mean, we were just talking, right? Just as we got on. Yeah. What was I saying to you? Do you remember what um, I was saying to you when I got on?
0: Yeah, you said, I'm going to just hurry up and eat this one more bite of chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Before that, uh, no, just I, I was getting off a coaching call because I'm, yeah. I'm the head coach now. Yeah, that's fun. I'm the head coach now at Relevant Speaker, which I love. And I was getting off that. I was hopping on this. I wasn't crazy late. So happy for that. Was in my home. Totally knew we were doing it. It's on my planner. My planner is open right here. And then, of course, my mic's not working. Oh, or yeah. No, my mic was working, but I couldn't hear you, right? We're having computer issues. Yeah. Because I had this new laptop that I've waited I've had yep. it for months but overwhelming to set yep, it up. I yep. finally set it up, trying to like do it and then I don't have things installed correctly so that mm-hmm. the audio's correct. And here I am with my friend and he only has an hour in between sessions and I'm not showing up. And I know I yeah. can do this. I know I can be good at this. I know he asked me to do this and 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 people are telling me they love this podcast, but here I am being a mess once again because I'm not because the, these little technicalities that I don't think to prepare with beforehand, I just jump in. And then comes that, oh, that feeling of defeat of, I do want to be a good friend who shows up and, and values people's time. You yeah,
0: know? I, that's a great point because you were getting pretty down on yourself and I was giving you the old, hey, I, I honestly, I can't be bothered anymore. I'm being the Zen master. But then even then you said, yeah, but... I said, but I said, we all
1: still get annoyed with people as, and I said, as kind and decent of people as we are, Tony, I still get annoyed with people. Yeah, I do. When, when there are times when I'm like, I really should be doing something else right now. And this is not how I plan my day. I, we're not above that. And I value our relationship and our friendship and you have taken a chance on me so much in my career and just been so good to me that I'm always wanting to find ways to give back and not be the one holding us back. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I feel that. And even within that, let me just mention this. Okay. Even within that, I think we'll feel the crush of that defeat harder than others do. I even think even as I was sa- feeling defeated, I didn't want you to take on how defeated I was feeling. And so I was even saying things like, I know it'll be okay. I just, I just wish I was better. I'm not even elaborating to you because then I don't want to make my feelings your responsibility that I'm feeling defeated because it's a me issue, right?
0: Yeah, but there's so much there. there What's go. funny though is bless your heart doing a lot of the we stuff. And we talked about this last week and I thought it was a very powerful moment when you were saying, I, I want to deal with things right now. I can't fake things. I can't, but man, sometimes that is a, I want to get rid of my discomfort. I want to make sure we're okay. Are we okay, other person? And I thought that was such a good point last week. Cause even right there, I I am absolutely fine because of the work that I have done. And I'm mm-hmm. saying this because of being a little further down that ADHD journey. And so I, I really do look at that concept of differentiation where every single interaction that we have with somebody is an opportunity. It's a me, it is a me thing. Mm-hmm. I, I can get annoyed, yep. but at this point in my life, I feel like that, that does not do me well. That doesn't serve me well. So the acceptance is that we're doing this and yeah. Would I like and to And Julie's
1: get... volume is the volume's not working. It, that's it. That's right. happening. So here we are. Yeah.
0: So check yep. that out. So that's a thing. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I went right into joke mode. So that was fun for me.
1: And then, yeah, I'm feeling all the defeated, yeah. and, but what a sweet friend that then you're like, I'm like, Shoving in the chicken. Also, I'm trying to multitask during our precious time. But I'm like, I just realized I haven't eaten, which is also a thing. <laughs> and then, what do you do? You're like, we're recording, and there is something to that of like, it's kind of fun. Okay,
0: we're just doing just it. Me and you, just you know, being, yeah. we're doing it, doing it, being yeah, and doing. Being and doing. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to so do. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oof, I could cry about that right now. Like just that whole thing, because it's this pattern that I know you understand. And mm. as I, as we get feedback from listeners, they understand of just the deep feelings of I am capable and I want so badly to perform and I stand in my own way. And it is so frustrating when yeah. that not just hurts me, but especially when it hurts people I care about.
0: Yeah. And even if it doesn't we can we still want to to tell them though that i'm sure it does though you're just not being honest with yourself when in reality mm-hmm. maybe it is more of a maybe we aren't as bad as we think vibe but i do also want to say yeah. you said something good there too on the quote we want to do these things but we will falter and then that part where if it's a job that doesn't draw that creative strength and it's a skill set we don't have this is one of those concepts where we can't just try harder to overcome the the lack of executive functioning. I I was talking with a guy today who happened to be listening to our podcast for the first time and he's now going to embrace his ADHD journey. And he really resonated with that part where he likes the fact that it's not, sometimes it isn't just a matter of trying harder because it is something that he lacks interest in. And it's one of those things that plays to the challenge with executive functioning. So Julie has disappeared. (laughs) Hey, Julie.
1: Hey, happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's still here because this is still the same episode. Right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, it's a two-weeker.
0: Yeah, nothing nothing happened at all. And we're just answering another question, even though we couldn't remember what question we just <laughs> answered because it was a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know Did what to do. you say want me to it. delve
1: into that? I don't either. It's just been so frustrating and so not what either of us want to spend our time doing with figuring out technology.
0: Yeah, and I like to say how mindful I am, and I will tell you, I did not get frustrated or angry. So last week's episode was gold. You have just heard the first eleven minutes of it, and the last sixteen minutes, we solved problems. Nations would come together. The cats were living with dogs. We figured it all out, and the file didn't come through right. So then I spent hours. And it really was. This isn't even narcissistic math. Like ten minutes. You don't, I spent you don't hours. Even have
1: hours. You don't I know. Like and them. I found them. I, w- no I wanted it.
0: I wanted to do it so bad. And then some weird thing. I could not get the last 16 minutes of video to do what it was supposed to. And I tried and I tried. And so here we are. And so we, those are the lost files, the lost tapes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just answer the questions again. Yep. Yep.
1: Happy to and, be here. Uh, Can you yeah. tell how measured I sound?
0: <laughs> yeah, I am happy to be here. Like, All right. The quote, Julie, let's get your thoughts on It's a funny thing about those of us who have ADHD. We want what others avoid. We like problems. We need the difficult. That's because easy is boring. We need the stimulation of intense challenge. But as we've said, a challenge undertaken just for the sake of a challenge can be counterproductive at best, self-defeating at worst. Your thoughts?
1: The last line is actually what hits me the most because the self-defeating, which is appropriate for today, because I do think it's an interesting dichotomy that in some ways, I feel like I can do anything, and I'm like well equipped to do anything. And also, I get so frustrated with myself, so frustrated, and I have a default of if I'm not careful of just saying discouraging things to myself because mm. I know how capable I am, and yet I struggle to function if I don't have a ton, a ton of of self imposed structure.
0: Yeah. And the structure is something we're not supposed to like, but I know that we've explored a little bit that uh, there are types of structure that you're... you're, I think you are much, maybe more structure uh, Mm -hmm. prone than averse. Is that true? Yeah, I love structure. I think that is one that I probably use as a little bit of an excuse, but I think I'm aware of that now where it's the, well, I, I know we've talked so much about it's not an ADHD, like, well, it's my ADHD. What am I supposed to do? But I do find myself thinking... Yeah, but task lists are kind of hard and structure is a little bit difficult. But I think that's something I need to probably do a little more work with self-confront.
1: I think I feel relief with structure because it's something that I don't have to. It calms my mind because I know something else has it for me, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that does. That does. Oh, so now I get into my is that my emotional immaturity, my inner teenager that does not want to be told what to do, even by structure. You know, I the can confines. see that with you. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. And it's that's kind of silly because I do have that part where that psychological reactance, the the instant negative reaction of being told what to do, it's pretty strong in me. As a matter of fact, before we came on, I was reading an email of somebody that and I was gonna say this, and this is gonna sound really mean, but the person was just offering me a lot of suggestions based off of something that they heard I talked about and they had made a bunch of of judgments about the things I talked about. And then they were asking questions about what would it look like if I did this or this? And I realized I'm halfway through it thinking, I, I don't even want to finish this this email because they're telling me what to do. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. They're telling me what to do and they that isn't even what I was doing. And so I don't even want to have to defend myself. And so then I look at that as that's a waste of emotional calories, but maybe that's just my way of trying to say, I'm selfish and I don't want to spend any time other than doing the things that I want to think or do. Love ADHD. I think it
1: loves ADHD. (laughs) Uh, That's right. That's just what we say anytime. (laughs) Love it. It's like me and my sister, when we went and saw Barbie, anytime Uh, we could make a situation seem like a, a feminist issue, we're just looking at each other and be like, Barbie, Barbie. So it's like her husband would be like, hey, could you, hey, could you come grab this for me? And we're like, barbie right just oh like that's funny you
0: know uh, my barbie movie when i wanted to work in every every time i was even having a half serious conversation i would say you know and beach because i like <laughs> like the way you use this mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like i like this and beach that just made me laugh <laughs> i beach right. Yes. yes okay
1: i loved him in that okay here's what i think about what you were saying <laughs> I do think you are a little hesitant to like the structure thing, right? You're a little bit like, well, let's see how that works out for you a little bit, right? A little, a lot. I think about this a lot, a lot of it. And I am, oh no, we need structure. But I also, you are easier on yourself,
0: maybe. Yes, yes.
1: And I think I'm harder on myself naturally. Yeah. So I think there's probably some middle ground of we don't want to use... Self-care, self-compassion, all of those things are incredible. But what are they really? They're not meant to be excuses. They're not meant to make us... We all want to be the best version of ourselves. But I also don't think you can force someone to want that. It's got to be an internal desire, right? So I think for you, you're a pretty self-motivated person anyways to become a better version of yourself that I don't know that you would use as an excuse as much as someone else could that has I don't know worse intentions do you know what I'm trying to say
0: oh I do and I was like I appreciate the way you're saying it because uh, I honestly this is something that I think about where I love acceptance and commitment therapy so much and I am just doing and being and I really believe that and it takes a lot of work to get to that place that as you're saying it right now when you said uh, there's probably a middle ground, my first thought was, yeah, I probably could use a little more structure. But I'm at such a place of acceptance, which doesn't mean I got things figured out. I mean, by far, right. do I? Right. Um, I, I waste plenty of time. I there's a million things I would rather. I wish I could. But get who done. says but that's a
1: bad thing, right? That, we put meaning part, on yeah. it. but Wasting time. Even wasting time. It's like so. I'm just, you just doing do so much. You're just and, doing.
0: And I, and I really, I know I say that, but it's like I really, really believe that, and yeah. and things will get done because they will. And if they don't, they don't. But. I do appreciate. They impact
1: I, your relationships and your goals, maybe. Uh, maybe that's what we look at.
0: Well, so, the, and I have a, a very interesting relationship with goals because I think that I, I do, I, We talked before I did an episode, I do an episode every year about acceptance and commitment therapy version of goals because mm-hmm. I really feel like the goal is I must accomplish this goal. It, make sure it's not a socially compliant goal. I have to tough it out for the goal. I want the validation of doing the goal. And then I just, that isn't the way I work. So I'm going to take action on the things that matter to me and I'm going to do them. When I do them, and if I'm not doing them, then I notice that and then I get back to doing it. And then if I don't do it as much as I thought I would, then I can take a little self confrontation moment and say maybe it isn't really as important as I thought it was, but I had to start exploring it to know. So now I know, and then I do more of the things I enjoy, and less of the things I don't. And then if somebody tells me that, well, I think you should do more of this, that's where at that point, I'm like, okay, this is my, this is a me thing. But I do start to feel, honest to goodness, the last six months to maybe a year of, I remember sometimes hearing some hippie kind of a person, professor or something, speaking, and I used to think, this guy's makes no sense. It's kind of insane. And I almost feel like I'm starting to sound that way, and it worries me a little bit. Because it really is the, I'm good. And, and if somebody's like, I don't think you are. Oh man, bless your heart, and I mean it, bless your heart. You
1: mean it because because mm-hmm.
0: I've had to do a lot of work to be good, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I. I mean, that means I'm still struggling on a lot of things. But isn't that cool? Check that out. It's weird, Julie. So I, I st- love when it. You said when you said though, does it impact relationships? But we've got some stuff going on and good stuff in, in our home that we we're we aren't talking about just yet. But we were having a conversation with a few people in the family recently, and and it, I was. People, I'm worried at this or this or what if this doesn't happen and what if this and I just sat there watching and I was, and I was like, oh man, you know what though? It, it's gonna, it's all gonna work the way it's gonna work, and and it's gonna happen the way it does. And I really thought, oh my gosh, I actually believe this, and everyone's looking at me like I'm a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then uh, someone in my family said something like, man, that that would maybe be nice to be a little bit more mindful or in the moment. And then I caught myself doing this thing. I said. You know, okay. there's a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second best time is now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that just came out of my mouth. Because because we were talking about you have to do the mindfulness and meditation and all the mm-hmm. work to get to the place mm-hmm. to just be. And if somebody's mm-hmm. saying, I'm overwhelmed, I'm freaked out, it's almost like they're, they say, but now I want, I want to be able to just be in the moment. And then mm-hmm. that unfortunately, that takes a, lo- a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and work. But in the context of structure though, it does make me give myself more grace because I know and that's why I say that we're you're the only version of you that knows what you're thinking and feeling. I really don't feel like I'm the lack of structure is necessarily impacting me. It just kind of is. <laughs> I'm like, hippie, Julie. Right. I don't know it's gonna be a you hippie. You are.
1: You're like that I'm, Eckhart Tolle? Is that what's his name? Tolle Eckhart? What's his name? Eckhart Tolle. You're like him. No,
0: no, no. But what's funny is I read his book years ago. It's like The Power of Now. And mm-hmm. I remember reading it and I was just like, I don't understand this at all. And I'm not going to lie. I went and read it about parts of it about six months ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy gets it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Dude.
1: You're kind of hit. him, him, and Byron. Katie is what I'm oh, feeling right now with you. I'm yeah. like, oh, you've arrived. Maybe
0: then why am I not
1: okay? But here's the thing: I need you. Do have structure in place? Yeah, you I do. Have a, you have an office you go to. So for I me, do. I do. Okay, thank you. I girl. have a job. I have a job that is completely, almost completely up to me to create structure with. Uh huh. Because I don't have someone I report to. I don't yeah. have a secretary. I don't have a separate building. Everything is unstructured and all up to That's me. a good point. And so I, that's what I'm wondering is I'm like, <clears throat> I do have to be on top of it a little if I choose this career. Yeah. Right? It was different when I was teaching. I had to be at a certain building at a certain place, right? It creates a structure for you.
0: That's so maybe point. it
1: really is that I can't afford to as unstructured if I choose this career.
0: Yeah. Oh, Julie. That's kind of uh, smart, right? It's Oh, That's it's super true. smart. Because I literally do, I wake up before my alarm. It's kind of almost crazy to say at 3.30, I got to, up today at 3.20 and I'm here before four and I have to meditate. And then I write and then I do a little bit of recording and I start seeing clients. And then it's so funny. I'm like, I don't have structure except for my incredibly structured day of 50 minute client segments. But you've, and, still created,
1: you know, you've still created that structure in the morning though.
0: Yeah, then you I, don't have I to cannot, it.
1: You've started, yeah, yeah. But when do you work out, Tony?
0: Okay, so this is—I uh, do think this is uh, interesting. Good question, Julie. Because for Thank you. 25 years, it was every morning at 3:30 or four before I fill in the blank took kids to school. I taught seminary for a bunch of years and or whatever it was, and then once I started, I found the career I really enjoy, and it started to get better or bigger, whatever I, that is. Then I shifted to now I work out when I get home at night. And it's really been as my kids have all grown and gotten out of the house. So I, I still have like a, I tried to do a zero impact the family rule with working out. I've always had that for 30 years. And so then now I replace the morning with the creativity part and then the working outs at night. So that's interesting. I still, I I still like don't it. really, I, yeah, I wish I really liked the working out in the morning far better. I won't lie. Yeah, I wish I could yeah. do that still. So how about you? What, do you just have to fit yours in or what do you do?
1: I play pickleball most. I'm part of some groups. I mostly get up and I go play pickleball. So, what time? What that's time? That's kind of when I do. Well, it's different because I have, they are all, most of them are moms or old dudes that are retired that don't want to get up to her. They're like these old tennis players that I play with. It's oh. so fun. But like nine to 11. Oh, okay. So, I'm doing this weird thing where I'm like getting up and doing some study and some work and then taking my kids to school and then working out and then running home and showering and then working. And then if I have kids, I take care of kids and stuff, and then I work late at night after they're in bed. Yeah. Or if I don't have kids, then I work through the afternoon and a lot of times late at night. So I kind of swap around where my hours are because I'd rather play pickleball from nine to eleven than get on a freaking treadmill. It's just—it's no, my social, it's my fun, right? Yeah, it's just great for I me. I like this. Uh,
0: I like it. So now I'm sitting here thinking when you just mentioned that when I went back and got my my master's to become the therapist, it was—it's almost like all the ADHD things that you really want. So I would wait till people were asleep, and then I would do my homework or study after and then it would be the exercise in the morning we need this different kind of difficult so it is structure when it says the easy is boring we need the stimulation of intense challenge but a challenge undertaken for the sake of just a challenge is a counterproductive self-defeating because i was going to go down the i know we've talked before about socially compliant goals if i'm doing it because i think i'm supposed to then no Mm -hmm. thank you but Mm -hmm. i do wonder tell me your thoughts on this we want what others avoid we like problems i that i don't think I necessarily look at it as I like problems but I do wonder if I you know as the ADHD kid I do like validation so I will do the thing Mm -hmm. maybe that other people don't necessarily want to do but I don't think of it in that term but I do think sometimes oh I'll do it but I probably want others to go oh my gosh that's so awesome yeah I don't know do you think there's any of that for you
1: for sure yeah I do but yeah I'd never say I like problems yeah Um, Yeah. I'm feeling like we need to end this episode though because I'm scared I'm going to cut out again Okay. Is this an abrupt way to end it?
0: No, I was trying to think if it was my turn, if it's probably my turn to do the love ADHD, but then I want Please. to do a real one because I always make fun of, I and I, I love it. Like I worry, see if I worry about reject your rejection sensitivity, Julie, because I like the end so much, but then I never prepare and you're good at it. And so then I don't want you to think that I'm making sport of it, but then that's kind of all I do is make sport of things in my head and you're, and Julie just left. That was really funny. So when she comes back on, then I'll say love ADHD. And so that's why we do need that because easy is boring love ADHD.
1: That was wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for being here Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Julie you're the best for real. I, I wish we'll get I could figure it out. I, I I will tell you though. I and and oh, we'll record until you disappear again. But I it I really I appreciate being able to talk about being a hippie. I might have to edit some of that out because it sounds a little bit goofy, but it really has been, there's zero part of me that has done anything other than think, well, this has been cool. This is fun. And I feel bad that you feel bad. I really do. I know. Um, Yeah. But I, it is where I feel like the shift over into that total hippie vibe of everything is an opportunity to self-confront. But even
1: us and even us having these conversations though, I'm starting to do it more. The everything is an opportunity, and just being like, oh, so now I get to see how I react to this. Exactly. I'm doing it more. And it is, it is peace. It is freedom. Like, no question. And even this, I'm like, oh, even as it cuts out, I'm like trying to be like, this is an opportunity for us for Tony to be really patient with me. Oh, I laugh too. I laugh as soon as it happens. For us to see how this won't like, for me to see this doesn't last forever. That I'm going to be able to find a way to fix my computer here soon, and this won't keep happening. And this will be something we laugh about later. And yeah. that it's not all doom and destruction.
0: And it's no, it's it's zero helping. doom. It's zero doom and destruction. Zero. So, okay, so I got to tell you, there's a. is. Yeah, I was gonna. This
1: isn't gonna be on the episode, right? It
0: might. It might kind of fun.
1: I just wanted to eat. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you
0: want to eat? Oh, and then, but are you eating veggie straws or snap pea right. things?
1: Snap Peas. Good job.
0: Thank you. Oh, because the green
1: color, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, because of Mm -hmm. the loud crunch. You know your (laughs) on the microphone? (laughs) Yeah. You know your your Costco snacks. That's what you know.
0: That's right, I do. Pretend
1: Um, healthy Costco snacks.
0: There's a book a while ago, and I'm somewhat weaning off of my addiction to the audible daily deals of books. So I'll, if it's a buck 99 it's decent, then I'll get it and I'll never listen to it or I'll listen to it sometimes. And there was one called, I think it's called, I want to look it up, but you're going to disappear, but it's called peace in every step. And, and it's by, I really do want to talk about this one real quick. Cause this, I think about this so often peace in every step. Okay. It is, it is peace is every step. And it's a book by Fitch, not Han. It was published in 1990. It's a short book. It says, this is a very worthwhile book. It can change individual lives and the life of our society. The Dalai Lama beautifully wrote, Peace and Every Step contains commentaries, meditation, anecdotes from Not Hans' experiences. And I had no idea who this guy was. So this is years ago, and I'm going to start becoming more mindful. So then I download this, and I made it about 30 minutes in. And I felt like the whole, all the guy said, in my opinion, was if you come up to a traffic light, is what it's a chance to turn to your breath. If you if someone uh, cuts in front of you and with their grocery cart at the store, it's a chance to turn to the breath. And I was like, this is it. Like this is the whole book. And this thing is this world renowned, the bestseller. And then I go to this basketball game. And I've got a kid sitting behind me. And he's hammering my seat with his feet, hammer, hammer, hammer. And just for fun, I was like, Oh, what a joy. This is an opportunity. for me to turn to my breathing. And so I was doing it to make sport of myself and he would hammer the seat, hammer the seat. And I did it, hammer the seat, I did it. And then eventually they left and I didn't get mad and I didn't tell the dad to watch his kid and I didn't make the kid feel bad. And I really was like, oh, maybe that book's something. Maybe that's onto something. (laughs) And now fast forward, whatever it was, that was a decade ago. And now I'm sitting here saying, Julie, everything is an opportunity for us to turn Mm -hmm. to the breath. Mm -hmm. So it turns out I think it was right. Oh, and she's gone all right good night everybody yeah okay for right. really, a, a, a joy what a fun what an opportunity what, a, what an opportunity this is
1: you know have a fun Kay. amazing
0: day